Ho, 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 Tough Nation. We're back and happy holidays. It's been a while. It's been a long time. Greg, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm excited to be back out here. A lot to talk about. We do have a lot to talk about. And you're right, Diane. Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. This is my favorite time of the year. Mine too. Is it? First of all, I love lights. <laughs> any kind no. and i literally walk around it doesn't matter if it's a it's a car lot with decorations or a mall or anything if it has lights i'm there i'm loving it so like you are you're like a christmas guy 100 dude so am i are you a christmas girl all the songs you know what i am is so last weekend i was watching the yuletide tournament mm-hmm. in la and i wished facebook and instagram happy yuletide tournament because that's why this is my favorite time of the year fair enough Fair That's, enough. Man, you always come with a better answer. I feel like she re- you're man. really a Halloween girl. <laughs> yeah. I am a Halloween More girl, anything, actually. I've seen you in Halloween. I actually yeah. am a Halloween person. So. Well, Halloween's fun. I Halloween's love fun. September up. At, I actually start getting excited in life during September. Because I know that that's whenever Halloween comes and Thanksgiving and the snow. Uh, I'm a snow guy. I actually don't like the summer. I, I'm, I'm not a you. summer guy. Yeah, it's funny. I live in South, Southern, Southern too, California yeah. and I'm not a... That heat is the worst. I'd rather be cold. I would rather be bundled up. Yes. So I'm going to bring this back to tough again, but I love summer because that is when the players in LA start wearing those five inch inseam shorts. Oh, so is that sexist to say? Because what if we said that about women? I mean, the women's league. I love it when it's summer because those girls wear those really (laughs) tight shorts. What would happen then? It's, it's, but it's fine for me to say it. But no. I am thirsting over everyone in the summer season <laughs> because they're wearing those those five inch inseams. Wow. Fair enough. I was just going to say the fall is my favorite time of year because you have football, basketball and baseball at the same time. And it's, it's amazing. Sports you know? season. Oh, my goodness. I, just, I love all of it. I'm such a sports nut. I watch all of it. Well, what I want to let's bring up first on the list here is San Diego. Right now, Tough League San Diego is pretty desolate. There's not many people that know why. Do you know why? I have no idea. I'm I'm excited about finding out. Diane, do you know why it's desolate? I know that people want to play tough in San Diego. Mm. There's a sad story behind this. Uh-oh. Let's get the violin music playing. Uh-oh. It all started, and this is it's kind of interesting how it were, how it panned out. We had a really good setup at Escondido High School. Right. The administration was behind us, and they were letting us do our thing. We were paying some good money, though, in order to be there. So it wasn't like they were giving to us for free, right? But they were giving us a home to where we can always say, this is where Tough League is going to be. We gave Joe the position, and Joe took it and did the best. We know all all what Joe did. Joe nailed it. And then the Pericos. To be be honest with you, the Pericos are the reason why we don't have a a season down there. (laughs) Pelicans. The what Pericos? Parrot, parrots. The Pericos? Parrots. Yeah. They celebrated someone's birthday at the field, and they had alcohol with them. Hmm. But they also put this on Instagram. Like, they did a live feed of, of the celebration, Instagram Live. And it was captured on video that there was alcohol at the field. They put the alcohol in the trash can, which is what you're supposed to do, but you're not supposed to have alcohol on the field at any school premise, right? Mm-hmm. We all know that. The Pericos know that, but it is what it is. Joe's cleaning up the field, and his right-hand man, the one of the administration staff at the school, 
was like, hey, there's a couple alcoholic drinks in this trash can. Make sure you clean it up because the surveillance camera could see this right there. Mm -hmm. That's all that was said. Joe went into the group chat, the captain's chat, and said, guys, don't bring alcohol anymore to the field or something along these lines. Don't bring alcohol to the field. They can see the stuff on the surveillance cameras. Somebody in that group chat told somebody else that happened. That somebody else created a fake email. Loser. Under the the name, I, I actually don't even remember. This is such a while ago, but created a fake email under Mothers Against Drunk Driving and said, this league is promoting alcohol. This league does this all the time. I'm very upset. I want this league removed immediately or I'm going to take it to the the district or to whatever news company or something and then sent screenshots of the Perico's live feed to this email. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then in the email it said, you can also see this from your security cam, your security footage. That right there gives it away that there was a mole in that group chat. Goodness. We were removed from that location. We did our due diligence, and we found out that that was a fake email. Roseanne DeMarco. Roseanne DeMarco. That's who it was. That's who it was. It was. It was perpetrated to be. It was. It was a fake name. We called Mad and said, "Hey, we'd like to speak to Roseanne DeMarco." They're like, "We don't have a Roseanne DeMarco." So I'm like, "Oh, well, we had this email." Like, that's not a real email. That's a fake email. So I was like, "Okay." Now I'm pissed. Because I know there's a mole, right? So I hired, actually, I shouldn't even be saying this, but I'm going to because it was, it's so far been removed. I had a friend of mine from the police station do their work and find out where that email came from. I know who created that email. Mm. I know who it is. Who was and it? And we all know who it is. We I all know who it I is. I 100% know who Should it is. Should I say it? Name names. Name I, names. It's, here's the thing, though. If I do name names, then because of who this is, I could be – there's there's terms for this. Even my even the guys, like, don't mention this because, number one, I didn't legally give this to you. Right? Yeah. Uh, I feel like – no I surprise pro- he shares a namesake with the guy who shot Trayvon Martin. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, so 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 – so with that being said, this destroyed Joe. Wow. Because Joe has put his blood, sweat, and tears into the league right. to create such a great platform. And then for the for the Escondido to be like, sorry, we're completely done with you and we're ashamed of you. This just destroyed Joe. And he even said he's like, I I I it lost all my thunder and I just I just feel so bad that this happened. It's it's tough on him. Then, you know, as Joe, he's a, he's, a, he's a referee for the NCAA, right? Yeah. So for the, for the next couple seasons, he also got married. He's also having a kid. And he's, mm-hmm. also, he's got a bunch of awesome stuff happening in his life. He's like, I'm not available for the rest of 2022, but I will be available for, the, for 2023. So we are revamping it back in 2023. We found a location, a couple locations. We're just waiting to hear back for the insurance and all that kind of stuff. But San Diego will return but if Joe doesn't want to do it, I'm not running. I'm not opening San Diego. 
No pressure, Joe. No, no. And I told him about this. I said, hey, once you're done, I'm done. Yeah. Well. Joe's that good. Joe's that. Joe means that much to me. I I agree. I agree. And it makes perfect sense to me. And that's why it's dead right now. There's that. That's why there's no action going on. If Joe is not there to run it and do things his way, I don't want to do it. So he knows that. We'll have the conversation. And if he says, hey, I'm in, I'm in, I want to do it, we'll do it. But if he doesn't, then that is what it is. It's, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been great to have a second San Diego team. But we do have the reigning <coughs> national champions, the Pericos, representing San Diego. Yep. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. It's going to be different this time around. I believe with a healthy Brendan from Ronan. Brendan Chambers from Brendan Ronan. Brendan Chambers, yeah. the quarterback from Ronan, because he had a broken foot in the last Nationals, and that really played a huge part in how they play. So, And that's why he's kind of like they're the number one team going into this tournament because of him being healthy. Right, because him healthy is huge. I mean, he's he's not only their starting quarterback, but he's their starting free safety, and he's very good at both. Yeah, but as good as he is and as good as they are, we cannot – count out the Pericos. Oh, absolutely. No, no, I'm not James, counting out. When they have James Calhoun out I'm there. I'm counting them out. And I'm Kenny, saying, who is just it like. It's going to be different. It is going to be different, but how different? Pericos barely beat Ronan last time with a hobbled quarterback. <sighs> Ronan has played all year long. Yeah. The Pericos have missed some time in tough, and although I'm sure that they've been playing in other formats and right. other tournaments and things, it's going to be tough for them to just show up and be what they were last year where they played a, or a lot. Yeah, last year where they played a lot hmm. in the previous seasons. So it's, it's like I said, it's, it's going to be a different scenario. It, it's going to be interesting. I mean, look at the second team in L.A., right, who made it, who yeah. just made it this past weekend. Your L.A. Ducks, right, won the, champ, won the um, Yuletide tournament from Los Angeles to be the second team representing Los Angeles. This is a team that's – winning on cohesion. The Ducks are down two touchdowns to program in the last few minutes, and they gutted that win out. And it's just a testament to not just a team, you know, filled with a bunch of athletes and stars, but a team that's been together, that's had the cohesion and camaraderie from just playing together over the previous seasons. Um, Pericos are going to be in a situation where, you know, they haven't had played tough in a couple seasons. So they're going to have to try to, you know, get that back. And although they're familiar with each other as players and they've played this format a lot, you know, just not having played in the in the, pre the seasons previous means that they're going to have to get up to the make point. a big difference, though. Like, do you think not playing in tough league, but playing in other formats and other locations, other leagues that they're you think that they're going to be a little rusty? Um, OK, I can't make a prediction on what they're going to be. I'm just saying that it I'd understand if they started a little slow. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That makes sense. I still think they're going to be coming out on fire. Based on social media and some of the interactions with all of the players, I mean, they stay on fire. <laughs> You're right. It's, it's been some some cool little talk going back and forth. I think people might have forgot about San Diego a little bit outside of Southern California. Um, so, like I said, they, they maybe that chip on the shoulder, you know, will eat up some of the fact that they need to – you know, find their for way back in the tough again, but well, they did mention they they did reach out. They were going to be one of the teams to travel up north to play in the South Conference of Los Angeles if there wasn't going to be a San Diego. Mm -hmm. But I already told 
Kenny that he already qualified for the Ultai tournament mm-hmm. because he won the 2022 winter season. Right. So he was like, oh, okay, I, I guess I don't have to come out there then because they, they, they want to play and compete bad. That's a two-and-a-half-hour drive to people who are from our, who are not from Southern California. They were going to drive two-and-a-half hours to play in the league every Sunday. Which one team did? They're, they, oh, yes. One team did, right? It, it didn't work out very well. How did that not work out? How did that happen? <laughs> no, I want to know. Um, I, I saw that team on paper. I'm like, clearly the winners. They got stomped they every game. They also hadn't played in tough league in a while, and even though they play a lot. That's a good, te- that's a good test right there to determine. You're right. That's a team just uh, like the Pericos who you look at and you go, that team's going <laughs> to win. We're not talking about a two-day tournament. We're talking about a whole season. That was a really good team. A lot of individuals who were really good. Um, and they put together a really good cast you know, of, of familiar stars from San Diego on that team. Um, it was like a combination of you know, churches and money, um, you know, Pericos, uh, it was, it, you know, it was, it was, they wanted was to play. Some Perico players on there? Oh yeah. Who? Calhoun uh, was on there. Yeah. And so was Darius Walters. But Calhoun also played in with pro. See, Calhoun's interesting. Do you know where he lives? I do know where he lives. Where? He lives, uh, he lives in the IE. He's about what? Dude, 85 miles. Dude, he lives away in Hemet. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, in in the, that's in the, that's in the IE. That is I, so far away. That's very it far away. Come, so it's interesting because we were just talking about he because he could play anywhere because he's kind of in the middle, right? Of both locations. So it's yeah, it's going to be the same drive for him whether he plays in San Diego or right, where he plays right. in South Conference in L.A. So it's. I saw Calhoun and Sean Taylor in Pasadena League, a Pasadena co-ed league. I'm like, I they, didn't know that that they was an play. option. No, what? they play. If you like flag football, you're gonna travel to play, and That's they a good do. Point. They, they they just want to play. Yeah, it's the knock. It's the knock on the North LA teams that they they won't travel twenty minutes, let yeah. alone yeah. two and a half hours, right, to play. And it's just right within LA. There's that North and South rivalry, and they the South seems to be a little bit more committed. A couple of thoughts um, on Ronan and Pericos, and I think we can go into the Yuletide tournament in LA. But two players right off the top of my head for Ronan, who weren't there last year, who I believe will be there this year, um, Daniel Garcia and Christian Popko. Yeah. Those are two major players major. that they didn't have last year that You're I believe right. they will have this year. You're right. They, you they know, will. That's on the, ro- they're on the when roster. We, when we did the broadcast for Savages and Ronan, Daniel Garcia had four interceptions that game. Yeah. Everybody had four interceptions that game. <laughs> Sergio's my dog, but he was Oprah Winfrey of interceptions that day. You get a pick. You get a pick. You get a pick. It's you know funny. Before we even I, – I mentioned to him I, I was going to showcase that game. I'm going to broadcast that game, but I just don't want you to get blown out. He goes, Billy, we never get blown out. Dude, they got blown out. Famous last word. It was like a 50 to 6. They got the dog snot beat out of them. <laughs> it happens. But with Pericos – I'm never going to count them out. I'm going to consider them a front runner. One, because of the respect that I have for Kenny M as a QB, as a conductor. I call him the conductor mm. because yep. he very capably conducts the operation of his team. Every play he's communicating, he's calm, cool, collected all the time. And then the other is I'm just scared of Darius Walters. Like he is the boogeyman to me. What do you mean? He just has this killer instinct where I'm, I never, if they're in it in a close game, I think that he's going to make the play to win the game. 
I don't know Darius Walters very well. Um, I think he could be a good guy. Am I right? Darius is, is cool. No, Darius yeah. is cool. He's just he's a different beast when it comes to flag football. Because a lot of people you hear him a lot, mm-hmm. and and it's not a good thing. You hear him complaining a lot. But then I did get a chance to kind of talk to him a little bit whenever I went down there and did a little video shoot with him, and and I saw a different side of him. So I wonder if it's a facade. Is that like him putting on a nah. front, or is that who he is on camera? No, nah, that's see? who he is. That's so who then, he who is. was the guy that I saw down in San Diego? Same guy, same guy. But you guys weren't competing. Yeah, this is different. That's true. Yeah. You weren't competing. It's nothing uh, to me. It's nothing wrong with it. I get it. You know, as long as you can separate. You know, you don't have it spill over into who you are as a person. And we see you outside the field, but. For the record, I thought that the Pericos had the cleanest looking jerseys at the Tough Cop playoffs last year. And they're probably going to be the team with the cleanest looking jerseys this year. They look great. I won't tell you what they are, but you'll see them soon. Nah, that's fine. I'm okay with being surprised with it. So the Yuletide tournament in L.A. Exciting. How fun was that? I'm just, you know what? What a fun tournament to watch. It was. They were great games. They were great games. You got to see. I mean, that that first game was up and down, up and down. Like, like, you think one team got it and then. The other team messes up. I personally, I'll tell you who I thought was going to win. If you would talk to me the, the five minutes before the games, I would tell you that my pick for the 2022 Yuletide Tournament Champions would be the program. I thought that the momentum they had going in from the Titan Cup playoffs, winning that in the next weekend is the tournament. I'm like, they're going to easily, this, this momentum is going to go forward and they're going to win. That's what I thought. And so when we talk about the first game, Greg, we're talking about program versus Ducks, just to be clear for the listeners out there. For the people who don't know, that's true. People are listening that don't know. All right, this might be a theme for today, but I'm going to bring it up again, cohesion. All right? Of the four teams, there was one team who's had the same team all of the seasons. There's one team. The team that won. The Ducks. Program was missing three key people who were going to be playing for other teams. Mm. RBK is missing three people That's who true. are key that are going to be playing for other teams that they had when they were at the top of the conference when they won. That's interesting. So all that's all I'm saying. In game two, in game has had different variations, right? Leading up to the tournament, the one team that was consistent, you knew who their their core was going to be and who their stars were going to be, and even if they did add other people, they weren't. They were supporting cast, right? Not main cast. Sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So. I'm just saying there's something to that, right? Program yeah. lost to the consistency of the Ducks and their core players. RBK lost to the consistency of the Ducks and their core players. But to see the Ducks play as good as they did against RBK, all of a sudden, first of all, the, the very beginning of that play, of that game, didn't uh, Jason Bachman just throw a deep nope. pass for a touchdown? Nope, nope. So RBK – RBK's goal is to timing route you to death. What they did was they side snapped to Justin, who threw a bomb downfield. Mm. That's how it wasn't. It That's wasn't Jason Bauman. You're right. Right. You're right. It was a trick play, right? And so we didn't see that trick play again. Yeah. And they didn't have any other deep passes that game. Mm. So it's just you know it's it's one of those things where I, I kept saying it on the broadcast. Look, they're consistent. RBK's consistent. They're they're. Their offense, it'll make a lot of mistakes. You give them eight yards, they're going to take eight yards all the way to score, right? Um, but, the, but RBK did some things that I, that were uncharacteristic to me. They weren't good in the red zone. They're normally great. They have great plays that they run in the red zone. I didn't see any of them. 
Now, there's a couple things that happened. Paul Jones did get hurt. That's their center. Yeah, he did. And he Dude, missed I a few he, series. I thought he was done for the I year. thought he was done. I thought he tore his ACL. Listen, I know that hobble. I do too. And that hobble, that looked real <laughs> bad. But, he, hey, he, he went to the sideline, toughed it out. He ended up coming back. Yeah. The problem was him leaving gave Wences Rivas, the rusher for the Ducks, mm. some momentum. When Paul came back, he couldn't stop the momentum. And, and Wences was a dog for the rest of that game. He put pressure on Jason, had him throw a couple bad balls, and the Ducks capitalized. But it was when the Ducks sent the double rush. So when Dash would go in as the second rusher was where I felt like they got the best play. Mm, well, okay. He made a couple big sacks in the program game. But who made the biggest sack in the RBK game? Dash, his, didn't he? No. Nope, nope. It was his brother Flash on a corner blitz. That's right, yeah. It was his brother You know what I'm saying? So it's just Dash, what they did was – I kept saying, I was like, man, why doesn't Dash drop in the coverage? He's like one of their best cover guys. But they were smart. They knew what they were going to do. They had a plan coming in, and they, they were rushing him. And it was a lot of time it was delayed. It wasn't immediate. Wences goes hard. The center commits. Dash comes in to where the quarterback steps up, right, on, on a delayed blitz. It was, it, was, it, was, it was masterful. That game, you know what he did? He would run up to the line of scrimmage and then drop back into the seams. Mm -hmm. And so – what that did was now Paul, who was looking out of, you know, side eye trying to figure out who was coming, just that little bit of hesitation was allowing Winces to get to Jason. Jason had to step up or run or scramble and then make throws that were a little awkward. Translates into what, three picks, four picks he threw? I mean, they were huge. Um, and that, that, that ended up being the game. And all of a sudden, a game that was, you know, one score, yeah. all of a sudden, it's a romp crazy right the ducks were on fire they they you know is you catch fire like that it's you hard do. stop man that was, i know because their offense was amazing i mean one of the plays that i it keeps sticking out to me is they're feeling good they're driving down i don't even know if people pick this up joey they double rush and the center released so now joey has two rushers in his face he does a little hip show move splits the two rushers and throws a no look pass to the corner for rashi I was like, oh, yeah, they feeling good now. Now they feeling good. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? He didn't even celebrate. He just walked to the sideline like, yeah, I just did that. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. The moment that stuck out the most for me was during that Ducks program game. When the Ducks score to go up, it's about two minutes left, and they call for the extension play. They're up, and they call for an extension play. You, somebody explained why they did that. I did. Tell me why they did that. Two reasons. At the time when they did it. So it, let's go through the scenario. What okay. happened again, Diane? So the Ducks go up. By one point. By one point. They go up by one point. And there's and two minutes and 50 seconds left. Left in the game. Running. So they do the extension play. And a lot of people are like, what the hell is this? Why did they do that? They did the extension play for two reasons. And for those who don't know, the extension play is Tough League's version of an onside kick. You have one play to go 30 yards, get to midfield. Um, if you if you make it, you keep it. If you do not, the other team gets the ball at the 15-yard line, red zone coming in. So the Ducks did it for two reasons. By the time they set up and everything for the extension play, we're at the two-minute warning, right? So now the clock stops. So now you're at official clock at two minutes. They run the extension play, which is an untimed down, because they figure if we get it, perfect. We run the extension play, we get it, we're up a point, we can run the clock out. If they don't get it, 
program gets the ball at the 15-yard line and can't run the game clock out because the Ducks have two timeouts. Right. What ends up happening? They stop program. Program used, Program had to use their timeouts on the offense coming back. Didn't work. So this is part of the strategy. Yeah. This was part of their strategy. Brilliant. Smart. It Smart was both. It was both clock management and aggressive. Yeah. I love both of them. <laughs> so they weren't the only ones thinking. There's a play. Program had used both of their timeouts. They have to stop the Ducks on this play or the Ducks run the clock out. The Ducks throw a pass over the head of the defenders, and they hit Flash. Flash grabs the ball, and he runs. What does the defender do? He grabs his jersey. Mm. Why? Because it's a last man penalty that the Ooh. offense cannot decline. And it's a touchdown. So it's a touchdown, but the clock stops, giving the program a chance for at least one more play. Smart. It was it, it was it was chess all over the field. It was amazing. It was one. It was a tough league classic game. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Like the moment where clock is ticking, there are probably less than twenty seconds left. Aaron Mays gets a pass. He looks like he's going to go out of bounds. Miles Johnson, I think, misses his flags. He realizes that, and he's like, "I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going." And you mentioned Greg on the broadcast. <laughs> like, I don't care that it worked. I'm yelling at you. For yeah, that. I'm upset. But as as in that moment, it was the exact right play it's, to make. You know, it's if it works, he's a genius. If it doesn't, he's an idiot. It worked. So and he's it almost a genius. worked. It almost worked. No, no, it worked for them because. No, no. The clock had to stop while they set the marks, which allowed them to get that 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 playoff. So it worked. What I mean is, if they win that game, that's the moment that we oh, look yeah, at. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The moment that won them the game. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. No, it was great. Yeah, and then at the end of that, Dash wins the MVP. Rightfully, I mean, it could have it could have gone to Dash won that MVP because of his play in both games. Right. Um, he was amazing in the program game, and so was his brother Flash. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was it was literally a family affair. They made all the plays. Flash had the interception that sealed the game. Dash had a couple big interceptions in the first game against program, a couple big sacks. Miles Johnson had two big interceptions against RBK, but Flash caught like 20 passes, right? Dash caught like another 20 passes. It was, yeah. it was crazy. It was just – you knew who their stars were, and their stars came to play. Um, I talked with Flash after the game. You know what he told me? He said him and Tony had a conversation. He said, look, bro, they're going to depend on us. We've got to make plays. Psh, boy, did they. Yeah. See, I think I would have picked I would have picked Miles Johnson. I felt like his presence well, defensively. He was in the, con he was in the conversation. He was in the definitely in the conversation. But his two big plays were one game. Right, yeah. where like this I said, a tournament MVP. That's what we. That's, what, that's what decided MVP. it because I think it was Miles for it, a second there. Miles was definitely the MVP yeah. of that of that game, um, because just the impact of those two plays. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, as, as much as I, I I love what Miles did, though, I think I still, even if we were doing it off that one game, the consistency of what Flash and Dash did over the course of the entire game wasn't just a play, right? The course of the entire game, they 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 Iron Man it. They did not. They they went both ways mm -hmm. for two games straight. Yep, and made plays on both sides of the ball. I mean, just that's that's crazy. And you have history with Dash, right? Like you grew up with this kid. 
That, he, grew, yeah. he grew up knowing who you were. Yeah. You were just saying, like, he was not the athlete he was today five years ago, right? He was not no. the football player he is today. So what happened? No. What, what made so him such he's a powerhouse? A tr- he's a track kid. Mm. He ran the 800, like, in college. Like, he's a track kid. And he And by trade in football, he's a corner, right? Um, and you know what they say about DB's hands, right? Like, yeah. literally, this dude, you know, couldn't catch a cold coming out of high school, like, when he used to play with us. We, but we would know that if we put him at a corner, he was going to lock down his side. Like, that's what he was. Now, he's an impact player all over. Like, you know, coverage, rushing, and he's he was one of their main receivers. Hands. Where'd that come from? Yeah. Growth, man. It's, it's, it's amazing to see. His hands were there. Oh, the man, yeah. Tournament. Oh, yeah. So, it's, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. It's good to see, like, uh, the guys come up through, like, you know, tough from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. They're the OGs. Yeah, see where they get to. He's an OG at 25. <laughs> yeah, isn't that crazy? Well, then you got Rashi. Rashi's yeah. number is the day. He's been playing Tough League since, since the, the game first one. season. Game one of the first yeah. season in Tough League. And here he is going to the Tough Cup playoffs. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The Ducks have two of those. The other one is Davon Dobson. Davon Dobson, who wasn't there. Yeah. He wasn't there because he had a birthday. It yeah. was his birthday. Yeah. It's his birthday. He's out celebrating with his family. So, Billy... Yeah. Is AJ Kirkpatrick on the Ducks roster for? He, he is. He wasn't there, but he was rostered on there. They, you have to. He is. He put him on the roster beforehand, so he can't. I mean, he he didn't show up, mm-hmm. but he can play in the Tough Cup playoffs. That's huge. That's so they'll have AJ and, and they even Devon. won it without him. They'll have AJ and Devon. Yeah. yeah, AJ. You know, one of the most underrated receivers in Tough. I think he's been in the running for receiver of the season. He won it a few seasons ago. He won it a few seasons ago. From La Migra, uh, you know, a team I think generally has been underrated, but I think over, you know, properly rated by us, I would mm-hmm. say. Right. Um, but he, I was so impressed by how quickly and how seamlessly he and Joey developed chemistry, where he, mm-hmm. in several games this season, was the guy for Joey. So having him for the Tough Cup playoffs is just another element that, you know, the Ducks could could definitely be in the thick They're going to make some noise. Yeah. They're definitely going to make some noise. Well, Flash and Dash both, they balled out. And Fla- Dash did win the PS5, so maybe they could have a little family get together and play, this <laughs> <laughs> play the games this Christmas. Yeah. No, they, they both play Madden. We all play Madden. Oh, does he? Oh, yeah. Oh, Fla- Flash is who? Who of your group? Because you're in, you're in that group, right? You're yeah. that's your that's your family. Slash yeah, we f- we are. You guys are really close, right? 100%. I know that. I knew that from the beginning. Do you, who has the, who has a PS Five? Um, I want a PS Five. Yeah, <laughs> I want that. Well, like like a, lot, a few of the players on like my team, Black Panthers, and then you know. Uh, do you have a PS Five? Because you one hundred percent. You do. I I don't game. I play Madden. We play Madden. Hey. Y'all out there heard it. I play Madden. Hit me up. <laughs> I give you my gamer tag. We can see what's happening. My wife bought me a PS4 when the PS4 was big mm-hmm. and bought me Madden, and I played three minutes of it, and I was never able to go back to it again <laughs> just because I never had the time. And I, I, I'm just saying, like, that's whenever I started to get – I got married, and I had, I had kids. and nah, my kids my are life, older. I was unable to play that game, and it just sat, it's just sitting there to this day. Do you want it? Anybody want a PS4? <laughs> I don't <laughs> ever use it anymore. <laughs> Let me raffle it off. <laughs> Yeah, I, I do want to give a shout out to all of the teams that were in LA's Yuletide tournament. Truly, you know, we didn't talk about Endgame, but I truly felt coming into that that any of those teams could pull it out. I'm Heck happy yeah, that it yeah. was the Ducks. 
But it really. I think everybody's happy that it's the Ducks. I think everybody knows this is the OG team, and they're like, if there's if we're even even RBK is like, hey, if it's not Paul, everyone right? he's like, that. if it's not us, I'm glad it's the Ducks. And even program, yeah. if it's not us, I'm glad it's the Ducks. It's it's just funny. I mean, I, it's funny the end game, end game was there. I mean, I think. They were there. That's all we're going to say about them. Well, no, I mean, they were good. They were pretty good. It's just just, just, they didn't show out like they should have. Okay, so like I said, it's one of those teams where, you know, I I love Jesse, who's who's their captain. Um, He he put together a good team. I mean, they have a good quarterback, right? It's just that, you know, I, I think that they ran up against some teams that have you know, been there. They have more pedigree, right? They have great players on in game, right? I just think you know maybe this time next year we're talking about, you know, if they 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 stay together, maybe we're talking about them as you know one of those cohesive teams. Do they play the game? Do they need to stay together, or do they need to find more pieces? They Is need that to, a good team that could possibly do damage? They need maybe one or two more offensive weapons. Marcus, if Marcus Stevens stays, here's the thing. I would love to see the Raptors come back. And if the Raptors come back, Marcus Stevens is one of their receivers. So the end game would lose Marcus Stevens. Um, But in game, if they had like one or two more receivers, like, you know, dynamic players, Mm -hmm. they've got a quarterback who can throw that ball length of the field. I mean, he's got a cannon. So they've got, you know, they've got pieces. I just, I think they're maybe one or two away, or maybe they're just one or two seasons together Mm -hmm. away. You know what I mean? Yep. It was fun to watch. It was was fun to, Put together. There's a few mild kinks that we ran into. We always run into kinks during the broadcast. It's yeah, just the way it is. I've already yeah. watched it three times beginning to end. So <laughs> There's so many things. That I was we, sports entertained. We look back and we're like, okay, this needs to be done differently. And every mm-hmm. time we broadcast, we learn. So it's just, And that's one of the hardest things to do. Right. Broadcast. We see broadcasting on TV as the NFL or the NCAA. That's the highest form of broadcast. That's oh, yeah. that They spend millions of dollars a game i can only imagine what do we have like eight people in that box dude we had, <laughs> we had so many and, and people were even that tournament was expensive right it wasn't millions of dollars but that cost a lot of money and that was a free tournament that took a lot of people to run that and it it, it goes to show you that that you it's either it's either the top of the line in nfl or ncaa or it's this that right. kind of broadcasting because it's so hard to do. It's so difficult to do. Right. But it was fun to do. We're getting better, and the Tough Cup playoffs are going to be something fun I hope the people that were watching enjoyed it. We enjoyed putting it out there. And it truly was a showcase for why L.A. deserved to have two teams in the Tough exactly. Cup playoffs. Mm-hmm. We also crowned a champion in Spartan in Los Angeles. Congratulations to Upset City. We did. It's about time, huh? It doesn't even matter. Before this, they kept having these amazing regular seasons and get bounced first round of the playoffs. So they they're like one of the most frustrating teams. I know those guys, yeah. and they're great players. Uh, and it just it just makes me angry that they would never show up in the playoffs. This year, they turned all of that around. They find they put it together and they played great. You know what I will say that I think I I appreciate about that team is that they would have these great seasons and then they would go into the playoffs and get stomped or they would lose at least, but they still kept their same people. It wasn't like a player was like screw this, I'm done. I'm gonna like they're not that people. They're like, hey, listen, we lost. We're gonna just regroup and play again. Oh, we lost. Let's regroup and figure it out. Let's regroup and figure it out until they finally figure it out. And that's 
that's like to me that's the definition of a perfect team. Right. Well, I mean, because you're going to face adversity and everything is not going to be perfect and not every single player is going to play their part perfectly every single time. It's just as a team, you've got to overcome that. I will say this is probably the healthiest they've been. Yes. Um, Mario Maldonado is coming off, you know, he had a knee issue, their quarterback. Um, he had a great season. He had a triple crown. Yeah, he, he won the triple crown. crown. I mean, he, cool. he had an amazing season. Um, the Cresswells, you know, he had the they were amazing. Too, but I think – yeah, he had he had the triple crown too. Oh yeah, uh, receiver. Yeah, most catches, most touchdowns, most yards. Matt yeah. Matt Creswell. What's more impressive, the quarterback getting that or the ty- or the receiver? You're asking the quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was. Yeah, yeah, I am. The quarterback. The quarterback. How about you, Diane? What do you? I think? would agree. You know, the quarterback has to get the ball to his receivers. Right, and like you know, we've talked to several people before who who they'll tell you if you if you lose. Whose fault is it? Yeah. It's quarterbacks. It's all the pressure's on them. Right, right. Right. So and that so, you know, they had a healthy Mario. Um, the Chris was just thinking Chris Macon, Chris Smith, they're 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 money players for them. And like I said, that's their core. They're rusher. Justin McPherson. Justin. Yeah. Justin he psh, I mean, you know, you know what it is too? Justin cut his hair. He's had those crazy dregs all that time. Before this season started, he cut his hair. Look at that, they win the championship. <laughs> You hear about him and his motor. He's got a high motor. Very high motor. Does Very it? high motor. He's loud. Yeah. You know, he's loud out there. He talks. He, he you know, gets his team going. It's it's great. And he goes out there and he's got one goal. I'm sacked the quarterback. Like he's every flag team needs a player like that. And so he's he's a great player for them in that way. It's like he knows what his role is. Yeah. And he goes out and he plays doesn't try to do more than what he needs to do. For them to have won the championship in the field that was in the Spartan playoffs this this season, I think is the most impressive part. You know, the top four teams in that playoff were Upset City, Vendetta, Vice, and Brick Squad, which, you know, really is just the Slayers. Right. But each of those four teams, I think, played at such a high level in terms of Spartan that making it out of that group is really something to be proud of. Each team brought something. Um, Brick Squad, yes, they they are slayers, but with a bunch of new pieces that make them a little better, I think. Which is why I'm glad they changed their name to Brick Squad, because yeah. that really is, in its essence, a different team. Um, and so I, I like the the most athletic team there was Brick Squad. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. I, they have the best athletes. Um, the Vice, I like the Vice. Vice is by far the tallest team in Tough League. <laughs> Easily, yeah. Yeah. everybody on their team is like six two or six three. It's like the tallest team in tough. It's crazy. Um, <laughs> Vendetta, um, I like Vendetta. They are a team. They they've actually they play together in many formats. They were without their quarterback Jordan Arias this season, but Adam and Mexico played great for them. Adam uh, who? Amazaga. <laughs> Amazaga. Is, uh, is it Amazaga or is it Amazaga? Amazaga. Amazaga, yeah. Um, Adam Amazga. I can't get over that. We've fixed that on you so many times. We've said to you, hey, listen, it's Amazaga. <laughs> I've known Adam for years. I've never pronounced his name correctly. Um, Amazga. It's not like a Smith. Come on. <laughs> it is a pretty tough name. <laughs> I do want to give a shout out to uh, a player on Brick Squad, uh, Greg Sharon, who I've known for a long time in co-ed leagues. And time and time again, I've heard him say, I will never play in tough. There's no interest in playing tough in oh. the contact, all of that. He comes on to Brick Squad, and he is, I think, Chris Wilkins' number one option. 
Mm. He fits in so seamlessly. Why doesn't he want to play in tough? Because it's too the contact's there. He doesn't like the contact. Yeah, I think that was that was it for so many years. What does he play? What format does he play? Five uh, fives non-contact. No, uh, co-ed. Got it. Yeah. What's his name? Greg Sharon. Okay. Mm. And I'll keep him in mind. <laughs> <laughs> he he fit into tough so seamlessly. Became I think you know Chris Wilkins's number one target because they play together all the time, but I just wanted to shout him out because I can think of so many times when he said that he would never play tough. Yeah. Well, hey, it is what it is. I'm glad it came out. I challenge all four of those teams to move up the Titan. There, I said it. (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, like, okay, I see their point of view. Do you see their point of view? Nope. What are the chances of them beating the Ducks? What are the the chances of them beating the Ronin? The first season, nil. Got but it. you, there's so you're no, saying, you're saying there is no team that's going to go from Spartan to Titan and win the championship that season. You have to, you have to learn, you have to learn Titan. I mean, it's not just an athlete thing; it's a mindset, right. and it's something that you can learn. So you, can, you just have to learn the t- Titan. You have to learn the format. Maybe pick up a piece here or there, and and that's how you eventually become a really good team. I mean, so you don't Vendetta, just, for example, that is a team that has plenty of people who have played Titan before. You know, Joe Smith has played Titan. Mm-hmm. They had Maureen Croson this mm-hmm. season. Abe Thomas. Uh, Mark Lowe has played in Titan. Anna, Adam Anmazaga has played Titan. Those are people who know what it's like to play in the format and play in that. Why don't they play in it anymore? And I talked to Joe about this. I know why he doesn't. I know why they don't. Do you? I, I talked to Joe about this uh, a couple of seasons ago. And he actively chooses not to play Titan because – it's stressful. It's intense. Yeah. And sometimes you just want to play football with your buddies. <laughs> That's what he said. He said the exact same thing to me. In He's a like lower <laughs> stakes format, you know, a lower stakes option, which Spartan is. And so, you know, I think it's perfectly respectable, you know, to not be constantly working towards the next level and being fine with, you know, playing and having fun in a level that you know that you could compete right. in. Right. And that's what the Spartan. And don't get me wrong, like people, there's players that come into the league and they're like, I want to play in tough league. And like, okay, we're going to put you at the Spartan level. Like, sure, we'll try that out, but we want to play Titan. And then they go to the Spartan level and they lose every single game. Like, Spartan is still competitive. It's still tough to play and win, but it's not at the level of, how do I explain it? NFL is Titan, college is, is Spartan. It's that far off. Because you could be a great Spartan player, but then you go into the Titan division, you may or may not shine. Your first season. But eventually you'll find your way. Do you think that as a player who joins the Titan division, what do they have to do for what do they have to do in order to be a, a Titan player? Do they have to watch more film? Do they have to put more time into this? To be the to me, the main difference between Spartan and Titan is the mindset. The Titan, they want to be successful at the top level and it's an intelligence game like the best teams in titan are super smart because athleticism wise there's a lot of teams in spartan that you give me their receiver core i'm gonna i'm gonna do well in titan right but it's it's just it's a it's a mindset try to explain the mindset so joe smith you bring up joe smith who, by the way, played Hold Titan on. for a long right. time. I'm, I'm going to get there. That's part of what yeah. I'm bringing up. So, yes, Joe Smith, I, I can see saying, you know, I want to play. I want to play with my people. It's stressful to play Titan. Joe Smith is 52 years old, and he's he's one of the best athletes out there. Right? 
Dude, he's better than most. Tw- he's so, better than most. So for him to say that makes sense. But I'm sorry, you 25, 26 year old, and you out there and you talking smack and you arguing with referees and Spartan. That means that you have the fire in you. Why not try to play Titan? Why not? I mean, you know what I'm saying? Is is if you're gonna go out there and you're gonna you're gonna be fired up on plays and you're gonna talk smack and you're gonna you know argue calls with the refs, yeah. your competitive fire is there. I see what you're saying. Right. So apply apply it. Apply it and want to go up. But now. here's the thing, though. That's hard, though, because you're talking. There might be three or four players that have that on a team. Right. So now what do you say to the other seven, eight right. players that are like, uh, do you want to join me? They're going to say no. So they go and play. With, that happens a lot. Where players are like, you know what? Okay. Okay, team A that doesn't want to play in the Titan division with me. I'm going to take three of us, and I'm going to go up to the Titan division. Right? That happens. It happens. It, I, Very it happens. rarely does one team stay as a Spartan and then join as a Titan at this with the same roster. Right, you're correct. There's a lot of there's actually a lot of players in Spartan who will leave their team to go play with right. a team in Titan right. because they're you know you're right not not the entire team is ready to move up to Titan, but and then you also got those players who ha- are fired up who are like I want to play Titan so bad, but I also want to play with my boys. This is ninety and that's this where is sixty five percent of my fun. The other part is is I want to be competitive, but this outweighs that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just so I'm just what? what I, no, I, I agree. And I, I, and I think I'm the same way. I, and I'm not saying it's wrong to f- to feel that way. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just I'm, I'm I'm talking selfishly. Me, that's the way I am. I just know teams don't want to go into in it. Maybe maybe it's a season or two. They don't want. Maybe they feel like they're wasting their money. Mm. I'm just gonna go put money into this league, and I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go 0 and 8. I'm not even gonna win. All right, I might go 1 and 7. They can consider that. Some will consider that a wasted time, or some will consider that a learning experience. Right? That's true. That's true. I mean, but you gotta you gotta want to you wanna you gotta want to have that learning experience, right? Yeah. And um and it's just the way it is. I mean, for me, I would want that. I would want that learning experience. Like, I, there's there's got to be Spartan guys who sit there and they look and they watch the Titan games and they gotta say. Dude, I can play with these guys, or I, or I can do that. Like, I, I'm sure we can, we can put together a team that can beat them. Like, you know, and I want those guys to act on it. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. If that's not you, well, how can we I'm not help that? How can we, as a league, help generate that? You know what? You, I think you and I had a conversation one time about possibly having a Spartan tournament, like a like a Spartan champions. Tournament. Yeah. Like so, of, like of all of all yeah. locations. So like you take so, so sort of like what we're doing with the Tough Cup playoffs, mm-hmm. have like a tournament, in like you know summertime or something like that for the Spartan teams who've won a championship in their region, and maybe we keep it local. Maybe we say like you know L.A., San Diego, and possibly like Phoenix or something like that. Like the West Coast. Yeah, and then have and then you know give them something. Let them apply what they've done, what they've learned playing in Spartan against other top Spartan. Right. That's what I'm saying is maybe this – I'd like to see what this – we know what the Titan division is. Right. We know how good you have to be. But the, the Spartan division is so broad. Right. Right? Like it's so – like there's some bad Spartan players and there's some really good Spartan players. We should have – we have the Tough Cup, right? And if you win enough coins, your team gets flown out on my dime. I pay for all that to bring you out here. I don't want to do the same with Spartan because it's not fair, right? What, I should, what we should do is put together an invitation where if your team gets accepted because of how good you are, you, are, well, you could fly yourself out to L.A. We'll put, a, we'll put together a, a product for you, and it could be for Dallas. It could be for all these locations, 
and it would be the same thing as a tough cup, but it would be for the Spartan division. I don't. I, in that way, I think some of these these top Spartan teams could test themselves, right? Against you know, because I'm not gonna lie, like half of the Spartan division roster schedule. They're playing against teams who, you know, are going to be in the war, like our warrior division. I agree. Right, and so they really don't get to that full adrenaline rush of playing top tier talent until they get to the playoffs. Yeah. Um, this season, you know, there were so many Spartan teams in in LA. There were three, they, eight, no teams. Right. Well, yeah. because they didn't have they didn't get to play each other yeah. during the regular season, so they didn't get to yeah. see each other until the playoffs. Right. Um, and you, you know, I don't know. I, I would love to give them an opportunity to really showcase their talents against other top tier Spartan level players. I think it would be teams. cool to have a a Spartan showdown between the LA's, mm-hmm. San Diego, Phoenix, Phoenix, right? You know, and bring in Dallas. It's these teams that are close by. You, you can't. I mean, like Florida. Now you're talking about. Right, right, right. right. I mean, that's a far. That's a three-hour difference. It's tough to do. But people do travel all the time. They do. They travel all the time. But I mean, yeah, we could we could offer it. I yeah. I think that's a great idea. I think that I think that when you offer something like that for the Spartans, that does give them a shot, yeah. an opportunity to look at to look at to it two different ways. This is where we're staying, or I want to move up. Right. I'm. Re- I think we're ready, team. Give them if you give them something to look forward to like that. I say you give them. I say you give them a shot. We'll put try it. it. We'll put see put how something it together. Out. Put it I, out there. I love it. See, see who bites. Hey, I'll draft up something first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> you bring up Phoenix. What's going up, on there? So Phoenix, and it's interesting that, you, that we're talking about Phoenix right now. There is no tough league Phoenix right now. There is some bad management that happened there, and that happens all over tough league. St. Louis had a very bad manager. We closed it down. And when you start stealing money, and you start doing some stuff, some shady stuff under the table, we're going to close you down. That's not what happened in Phoenix, but it was ran poorly. And the players boycotted Tough League. They told other teams, don't play in Tough League. We want them down. We want them gone. Don't play. In fact, it even got so bad to where the referees that we were using were in on it too. And they'd be like, yeah, we'll show up for your games. Don't worry about it. We'll be there. And then whenever the games are ready to go, they would not show up trying to get Tuffley out of there. And it all happened because of bad management. So when I found out that happened, I was like, you know what? It's not worth my time. They're not worth my time. So I left. I went, then I, got, I, call, I talked to Damien Kendall personally. I was like, hey, I'm going to invite you guys to the, um, the Tough Cup because I think you guys are good. I think you guys are going to be, you guys are going to show up. And out. they did win a season. They did. They, did, they yeah. won the last season. So I was like, hey, I'll give you guys the opportunity to show up. Let's see what you guys can do. I was like, I'll fly down there, and I'll, I'll do a little media day. I'll, I'll take you guys' photos. We'll do some interviews. We'll talk about it a little bit, and then we'll see how it goes. That was like a couple weeks ago. Actually, well, that was last week. I flew out there, talked to Damien and, and Jordan and all them. And I told them what, what, it was, what was going on. I'm like, listen, this is, this is Tough League. This is what you guys thought it was, and this is what it is. And they were like, we want Tough League back. We want to we run this thing again. We want to make this thing happen. We're excited to do it. I'm ready to go. And Damien Kendall was the one who's like, I want to take, I want to steer the ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to steer the ship. He's another one that goes ham on, on social media. Well, it, whatever his social media life is like, I don't know any of that. I just know him. Like I've had conversations with him and I've talked to him and he's like, hey, you know, this is why, this is why Tough League did not work. And this is why, t- this is how Tough League could work. Mm-hmm. He wants it back and a lot of other teams want it back. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of good Spartan teams in Phoenix. That's why I'm saying it would be really cool to see the Spartan division, All right. you know, come to L.A. 
for a tournament. That's or, a short, or, or that's we, a short flight or a long drive. It's, <laughs> that's true. It's a very short. It's, it took me an hour to get there. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So it would it, it, be. In fact, I flew in the day of and I flew out the same day. Mm. What a time did I fly in? I flew in at like noon and left at like 630. Mm. Yeah. Easy flights. Well. Uh, but I love Phoenix. I think Phoenix is, a, and because it is so close, when Tough League Phoenix first started, I ran it. I, w- I went there every weekend. And I ran it and came back home, and I did that for two seasons, and then I, I handed it off to other managers. And that's when it went downhill. It's ha- it just goes to show you that it's hard to scale a flag football league because you have to have all the pieces in the right spot. And if they're not, it will fall. And that's happened in many locations. That's why this year we're being careful with who we invite. Now, in order to get into the Tough Cup playoffs, it has to be a qualified location. You have to qualify. There's other locations out there that are playing, but they don't qualify yet. So once they do, once they have enough talent, once they're ready to go, once they have enough commitment, we'll fly them out. And the breakdown of Phoenix really was just the saddest thing to me. I've been doing tough media for a long time now. And Phoenix film was my favorite to watch. Yeah, They were so fast. The teams were so dynamic. And there was a lot of competition there. The top, you know, there were usually, you know, four or five top teams in Phoenix. And so our old friend, Brian Riley, uh, who was part of that, he, you know, I saw on social media was trying to get um, a little traction on, you know, make Phoenix great again. And Ooh, yeah, Brian, Brian has been in talks with me for a while. He's a good guy, too. Brian's and and he, he wants it back, too. It's just that he, you know, I even told him, like, hey, can you run it? I trust you. He's like, no, I don't have the time. So it's like, yeah, okay, you want it back, but are you willing to help get it back? You have to buy into the product, right? Because their thing was, oh, well, you're, we're spending this much money on this league, just like we are the other league. Why are we spending? You know, we're spending eighty bucks to play in your league, and this league is fifty bucks. Why are we paying an extra thirty bucks? And then I told them, well, here's why. Here's why. What does that other league do? And it's just the truth. Right. Like, there's so much that goes into this league that people don't understand. They just they don't understand until they don't play it until they go play in another league and like oh okay I see where all the money goes, so it just they had a they had a they had to see that for the first time. Well, and the other thing too is like their their biggest complaint was like we play we pay all this money and we don't we don't have we our fields are terrible. Well, there's like zero turf fields in the city of Phoenix. It's all grass fields. I don't know why. We finally found a field that's really nice. It's a little further away. It's in Mesa. I'm not sure if you're familiar mm-hmm. with the whole Phoenix area. Yeah. Mesa's not too close, but it's it's like about a 40-minute drive outside of Phoenix. But it's got the state-of-the-art field that everybody wants. And we... we, we I'm not going to lie. They look like they were kind of playing on hay. <laughs> the grass turns yellow. Right? It does yeah, look I was, like hay. I was like, wait, what is that they're playing on? <laughs> but it's the only fields that are available. So right. now that we do have, if we are, we're all going to jumpstart it. We're going to jumpstart it in 2023. All right. Um, just like San Diego. Um, and we're going to be playing on the most prestigious, pristine field you can possibly play in the city of Phoenix. Make Phoenix great again. Yeah, we'll do it. I mean, if if, if I if there's enough interest in doing that, sure. I think it's a great opportunity. So, yeah, that, that's how Phoenix got brought in is because I, I mentioned that to um, Damien that I would like their team to, to come out and, and participate. Guess who else I asked to come out and participate, and they said they would, and then all of a sudden he ghosted me. Oh. A different region. Oh. A West Coast region. A West Coast region. I reached out to this player, 
And I was like, hey, I'm, I'm willing to bring your team out. If you want to come out, I'll, I'll qualify your team to come out, and I'll pay for you guys' hotel. A West Coast team? A West Coast region. A West Coast region. I can't think of Vegas? Oh. Vegas. My boy, Jake Purdy. <gasps> Jake Purdy, really? I reached out to Jake Purdy, and I said, hey, do you want in? And he just, first of all, have you guys ever tried texting that guy? No. Dude, is so hard to get a hold of. Jake Purdy is is touring with some boy band or. No, no, he's done with that. He's, is he he's done that? boy banding. He's, but, but I mean. What is he doing? Now? He's, he's got to be like modeling he, or something. No, I, I can't remember what he's doing. Is he? He's got he's got some maybe fire firefighting. What? No, am I wrong on that? <laughs> I have no idea. He's doing something important. I know that he's doing <laughs> something. That, when I talked to him, he seemed legit. But then I was like, "Do you guys want to come? Do you guys want to come out?" And he he just was his like as much as I was trying to give him this opportunity, I didn't feel like it was something he wanted to do. Yeah. Huh. So I was like, "Dude, I'm gonna give." So I was like, "I'm gonna give you one shot. I just need you to respond to me." You respond to me. Let me know if you want to pl- if you want to play or not. And he never uh, responded. That's one of the teams that I really would want. That's what to I'm have saying. Come the way they put up, they were putting up like a hundred points a game I'm or something saying. like that. I I was like, this would be a great opportunity to showcase them, and he just literally ghosted me. Hmm. Uh, I remember there was a season in Vegas where they blew out a team. I think like eighty-eight to six, and it started a whole conversation where. We were talking about flying out or or bringing out the sirens, which is my women's team, my tough her team, to Vegas to face the Phantoms. Um, I think they were called, and I remember, you know, it became this whole social media like hubbub. Right. And I remember Joey De La Torre from the Ducks saying, "The sirens would not lose by eighty to the Phantoms, like yeah. this team in Vegas did." <laughs> And I will forever okay. love Joey you for gotta, that. You got to tell people who the sirens are. So the sirens were, you know, my team. I think I would say the greatest tough her team of all time. <laughs> um, but I do think, you know, I do agree that we would not have lost by 80 to Jake Purdy's Vegas team. Um, how can I say this nicely? <laughs> that team. Well, then again, the. The competition was not – that was season one of Tuffy Vegas. I was about to wait for you to say something crazy because that competition was garbage. No, that's what I'm saying. Like the co- the I thought you were so going to say something about the sirens. No, I was. Yeah, no. I, I was. I think you disagree. I, I was going to say I, was gonna say, I, really I disagree, you- but then again I caught myself because I remembered that team was – they had such garbage competition, and that's also what – Tuffy Vegas is a whole thing in and of itself, but – the, the, the sto- end of the story is that I am still waiting for Jake Purdy to respond back to me. Yeah, just know me saying the competition was garbage is not taking anything away from Jake's team. I'm saying that they were that good, but they were that good playing against teams that were not yeah. good. How would how do you think they'd stack up against the teams today in the Tough Cup? <clears throat> that team that we've seen go 90 on the other team, how well would they do? And I I actually wonder the reason why he's not responding to me is because maybe that team's dismantled. It's broken up, and he doesn't know. It's been a guys. long time. Well, tell me that. Yeah. Reach out to me and say, oh, yeah, the team doesn't exist anymore. Uh, you know, give me that at least. Jake Purdy. Used to be my favorite quarterback. Yeah, he used to be my favorite guy to talk to. No, I don't like talking to him anymore. He's hurt my feelings. I'm going to be salty about this for a while until he calls me or, or, or texts me back and says he's sorry. <laughs> I demand an apology. <laughs> he won't call me back. I know. I've never... 
I've never been ghosted by a man before. <laughs> oh, Billy. Sweet think, summer child. I just I think, a little bit went, it just think, went a little south. I think this is where we switch directions. <laughs> <laughs> that just hit too close to home, Billy. I've been, I've been ghosted by a man uh, many a times. Painful. But I was going to give him an opportunity to play in the Tough Cup playoffs this year, but he's not going to be there. So, But, hey, I mean, there's other teams to talk about, too. We, you know, we know the New York's coming with a, with a big roster. New York's coming with a big roster. Yeah, we had a chance to talk to Mike earlier today. Big time quarterback. They also have they also have a, a pretty good coach. <laughs> yeah, we, that's all we got to say about that, right? But but as far as as far as Mike, it's interesting when we talked to him on the phone. He did. He was very humble, right? Like, yeah. To, to hear him say that the reason why they're going to come out here and actually do some damage is not because of him. It's because of his core, it's his receiving core. He's got some great young lead, some talent on, on his team and, and he'll be able to lead them the right way. And, you know, we, we asked him what should players expect out of you? And he's like, I'm fat and I have two bum knees and I got a noodle arm and he just downplayed himself all the time. I, I mean, I wonder if that's his game plan. coming. 100%. Cause, Cause we all know Mike is what, what you tell them what you told me about Mike. Mike has won in many formats. He's not the most mobile quarterback. He's not mobile at all. At all. But what makes too. but what makes him amazing is that from that stationary position he can make all the throws. And I don't know about him having a noodle arm. His arm he gets the ball there. Yeah, that's just um, it, man. He said he's forty three years old. He just turned it yesterday. He just so. turned for yeah, so happy so belated. Happy birthday to you. But but he said that they were gonna score points. It's the biggest thing is that Chain Gain's gonna score points because he has in his opinion, the best receiving core yeah. and tough. So I'm interested to see it. Last year, my biggest gripe, my biggest complaint about New York was they don't score enough points. You know, we and, and he said that's one thing that they will do. They are going to score points. He doesn't believe that they'll get stopped. Yeah. And I, and I, and I said, okay, I, I want to see it. I kind of, I kind of believe him. I believe that he believes that. Let me I say agree. that. Yeah. He sounded very confident about 100% actions coming into LA but he also did say that he was excited because he's never he doesn't know some of these guys. He's right. no he's he's a he's an East Coast guy, and a lot of yes. times when you're on the East Coast, you stay on the East Coast. Very rarely do you get a chance to come out to California, right. let alone Los Angeles, and put together a, a product like we have here. Good so, to see. so he's excited to be able to see these new faces, and he's 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 doing his homework. But there's going to be three teams with players he's probably never faced, because I think he's faced some of the players from from Dallas. And, well, he uh, mentioned that. He said he knows Damian Kendall. He knows the people from I was going to say from Dallas and from Phoenix. He doesn't Phoenix. know San Diego. He doesn't know L.A. So it's going to be interesting to see how he adapts to those players who we are also mentioned. Right. They play four times a year. That's going to be a problem for him. I, I, I think he underestimated the amount of power that is in this format in the West Coast. I actually brought up with him a comment that he made on social media where he mentioned or he, he said something about how nothing in flag is ran by a team from California, which I thought was funny because he mentioned that he didn't really know, you know, the team from San Diego. He I think he called the Pericos like the Parrots or the yeah, Pelicans he, or something like also, that. He also sounded very sorry about that. Yeah. Do you notice that he's he like, definitely... listen, I'm not a guy on social media that I may have that may have gotten the best of me. I don't normally do that. I apologize. So he's not gonna re he's not gonna get back on social media and say anything else. Yeah, I think he definitely stepped back from that comment and I think that he definitely acknowledged the home format advantage that the teams in Los Angeles and San Diego have. 
I think the flip side of that is there really isn't film that exists that other teams can study of them playing mm. tough six, which I think is, you know, a blessing and a curse. Right. You know, they don't have as many reps playing this format as these other teams do, but these other teams can't really get familiar with them either. There's also the benefit of pull play during the cup playoffs where in the first day they get to play every single team. They get to get a feel. And there is, you know, I think that there is a, you know, some room for error there, you know, to really feel out, you know, what these other teams look like. Obviously teams want to be playing for that first round bye in the playoffs oh, yeah. the next he day. How important that was for, for him and for any team. The, the first round bye, that only makes you play two games, not three games. And we know that after playing three games of that last game, you're exhausted. You're, you're lagging, you're dragging, and you're tired. I mean, and then ju- there's a fun factor in that you've traveled all the way to California, mm-hmm. right? And there's all of these teams from other regions. I like the way we run the pool play because then you get to play all of them. You get to match up against all of them. You could say, right. we ran against the Dallas team. We ran against the Phoenix team. You get to see the different styles. You get to play against the different styles. And then you're all business on Sunday. Yeah. I talked about social media and being surprised that Mike really sort of backed off of that comment that he made on social media. But I think there's so much chatter going on and yeah. people are really getting riled up that I don't think anyone wants to see New York win because of that. I agree with that. I think they're the bad guys in this in this game. And I think they're the by, bad guys in this movie. By doing that, though, I I do believe that some people are willfully overlooking how talented this roster is. Um, when we talked to Mike, he talked about Drew Terry, um, you know, the best white, the best white player, uh, you know, in tough or, you know, in flag football. Um, Amir Brown is on this team. Uh, he's a member of, you know, the U.S. national team. And, and fun fact, you know, we'll talk about Dallas in a little bit, but if the Silverbacks make it out of Dallas, we could have three players on the U.S. national team um, playing yeah. in the Tough Cup playoffs. We have James Calhoun um, from the Pericos, Amir Brown uh, on Chain Gang, and then potentially Bruce Mapp out of uh, the Silverbacks. I'm looking forward to see the clashing of styles. I said this last year, and I'm going to say it again this year. I'm looking forward to seeing the clashing of styles between the different teams in their regions all coming together. Um, I was kind of prophetic in what I said was going to happen. Some of these teams in regions where they're, they don't rush, they're, they're, in, they're in for a rude awakening when they get over here, and that's exactly what happened. Like, you know, When they saw the double rush coming from these teams out here in the West, that's what, that's, you know, it was – all of a sudden, it's like, oh crap! This is a different, this is a different game. Okay. Dallas came out here last year, and they saw that. Right. Do you think that's going to change Dallas's mindset coming into the Tough Cup playoffs this time? I think Maybe Dallas not because it's not the same. No, team it's not going to be the same team. But I think everybody now has watched the film from last year, mm-hmm. and they saw what the teams who were successful were able to do. Well, we know who the Yuletide tournament is going to be in Dallas. It's going to be Field Mob versus Texas Top Hands, Silverbacks versus Mud Bros. Fun fact about this, I was going to ask what you're doing on Sunday. Do you want to go Do you want to go to uh, Dallas with me and see it? Yeah. I was going to fly out there, but the games are too early. We, I, I was going to book us a flight. but uh, What time flights, are the games? The games are at 10 a.m., uh. and our flight would get it at 10.30. Mm. 
week. Boo. I was going to book me. I, I, you, would you want to come? I'd go. Oh, I just had Greg in mind, but I would have booked you too. I would book the three of us just to go. It would yeah. have been for a day, though. It would have been, we would get in at 1030. We'd come back at night. I, I would have gone. Let's do it. Well, it's the games are too early. <laughs> we would get there and I'd get my rental car and we would get there and the games would be over. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to be there to see it, but we will be there to, to make sure that we... We will get the updates and we'll know who wins. So, right. I mean, if those four teams, who are you looking at? Who's gonna? Who's gonna? Who's walking out? Uh, Texas top hands have been um, real successful over the last couple seasons. Um, well, Texas top hands, they're see, a Fort Worth team, so that's interesting. We had a Fort Worth division for a while, mm-hmm. but then all the talent wanted to go to Dallas, so we decided to just keep it a Dallas location now. How far is that? That's about an hour and a half away. Mm-hmm. It's not too far. But it's it's a distance, right? I was looking at, you know, sort of the stats for the season, schedule, everything like that. And I felt like talk, uh, Texas Top Hands didn't beat a top team this mm. season. And that's why yeah. they're not really as highly rated. And they're, they're going up me. against the field mob, who, is the number, who has the most coins. So that's, that's Corey Webb's team. My pick would be the Silverbacks. Me too. You know, we talked to. But there's always Keelan. I don't want to take out the Mud Bros. There's so that's what Keelan I was going to say, Keelan and Jackson. Keelan. But my problem with the Mud Bros, and it's not the, it's not actually even the Mud Bros' problem. They don't see a rush. So Ke- a lot of Keelan's offense is under center, stay at the line of scrimmage, wait six seconds and find somebody. I mean, that's just not a realistic thing when they have to play against some of these teams that are going to rush hard. So it's. Like I said, I'm not going to count the Mud Bros. Keelan Jackson and his squad have been around from the beginning of the Texas mm-hmm. sites. So we'll see. They have a tough tough game against the Gorillas. I wanted to talk about, you know, I mentioned sort of the Team USA players. I did want to talk about Bruce Mapp real quick. You know, he is someone, when you watch the film, has what I think of as gravitational pull. Like plays happen where he is. I think in the championship game in the playoffs uh, last week, I think he had like 15 catches. Plays happen where he is. And I think that's going to make the difference in the Yuletide tournament. And that's why I'm going to pick them. Yeah. I think if you watch film and somebody has 15 catches and they come back the following week and you let that same guy has 15 catches, you deserve what you get. He's a monster. He's He's a big, strong guy who is my favorite type of player. I agree. I was just about to say that he's my favorite type of player because he's that guy who I've, I've seen a lot of highlights on him where like, he uses his body to his advantage. Mm-hmm. And he's a hands catcher, so his catch radius is big. Yeah, I was, yeah absolutely. But my, but my whole thing is if you've seen him get 15 catches the week before as a team in the Utah tournament, there's no way that guy should have 15 catches again. So they're going to – if if they're smart, oh, they'll first yeah. they'll force someone else to beat them. Like you, you know what I mean? As, yeah. as good as he is, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's still hard to beat double teams when you're being concentrated on. Mm-hmm. So I, so it's going to be interesting to see how number one how they alter their offense if you know teams start to bracket Bruce versus will teams not. And just let them do what they want to do because right. it's 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 going to be interesting to see if they actually play a chess game. I, I I know me if I was playing them, it would be a chess game. I'm going to force them to do something else. Yeah, fifteen um, catches yeah. is a lot. Uh, we we just talked about just sort of big strong guys being our favorite type of player, and we've talked about the rush. And I actually was thinking a lot today 
I think about football a lot, uh, of Cameron Wilcom and Stephen David. Mm. They're the rushers for the Pericos and the Ronin, respectively. And we've been talking about the rush. We've been talking about the double rush a lot. But I'm actually thinking that Ronan and Pericos will be the favorites coming in because they, I think, have the top two single rushers. Where yeah, that makes a big difference. A double rush isn't necessary for them. And I think that that bolsters their defense, you know, behind them. And that's the reason why, you know, we talk about the rush and how important the rush is. That's actually what I think is going to be maybe the most important factor going into January. Well, guys, that's it. It was it yeah. was good having you guys here. Diane, I'm, I'm glad you're back in L.A. for a little bit. When do you go back to Oregon? Not until the 29th. So you're here f- the 29th of December. Okay. Yeah. But then you're coming back out here for the Tough Cup. Mm-hmm. Okay. Until then, um, Greg, I'll see you in the booth. You'll see me in the booth. Diane, I'll see you on the field. Yep. I can't wait. I think this is going to be even more competitive than last year. Much more competitive. I think, And that's the goal is next year is to find – the weak links and keep them out and find the strong links. And it's just every year it's, it's you're qualifying new locations to see how you're going to make it the best. There is because, because next year there's San Antonio, there's Houston, there's Washington, there's possibly Oregon. Um, there's, there's Tampa. There's all these new locations. Really Tampa. Yeah. There's all these new locations that, that we're starting up each year and, and we got to wait till they get to the level. Cause every first season you uh-huh. don't get the top teams until right. You know, they get some word. They go, oh, we want to play. We want to play. And then you get the best teams. And then that's when you qualify. So right. there's going to be a lot of interest in, in Texas. Texas is going to take over. I mean, I, we got Dallas already. We're going to get – we're getting Houston and, and, and San Antonio. Austin's coming up. And I think they even mentioned something about Amarillo. Was it Amarillo or El Paso? Amarillo. They mentioned something about Amarillo. Well, I think that was a good podcast, guys. This is Greg Ellis. This is Diane Tanwakia. And this has been the League Lowdown.